0: Change is strong, and you can experience it at Gold's Gym. For a limited time only, join the most supportive and dedicated community in fitness for just $1. Get access to the latest cardio and strength equipment, the best group exercise classes, and expert personal trainers dedicated to your success. A stronger you is waiting at Gold's Gym today. Tap the banner now for a free pass. Offer ends February 29th. Valid with select new memberships at participating locations only. Commitment required. Annual fee and other restrictions may apply. This episode of Weird Darkness is brought to you by the audiobook, Last Exit, by Jason R. Davis, narrated by Darren Marlar. It's the dark and lonely road. You drive, you're tired and falling asleep behind the wheel. The windows are down, the cool air blowing through your hair as you crank up the stereo. ACDC blares on the radio and you're screaming out the chorus. Then a set of headlights emerges from the darkness and your night has become a nightmare. Welcome to Last Exit, an anthology of 17 horrific tales where life on the road can sometimes take a dark and unexpected turn. Last Exit by Jason R. Davis. Hear a free sample on the audiobooks page at WeirdDarkness.com. Welcome, Weirdos! This is a special Weekend Archive episode of Weird Darkness. Here you'll find stories of the paranormal, supernatural, mysterious, macabre, unsolved, and unexplained. If you have a dark tale to tell, you can share it with me at WeirdDarkness.com and I might use it in a future episode. And be sure to subscribe if you've not done so already so you don't miss future uploads. And if you're already a fan of the show, please help spread the word about the podcast. You can do that by leaving a rating and review of the podcast in the app that you listen from. And also share a link to this episode with a couple of your friends and on your social media. And thanks in advance for doing so. Now, bolt your doors, lock your windows, turn off your lights, and come with me into the weekend archives of Weird Darkness. Welcome to Weird Darkness and My Haunted Life Tuesday. I'm your creator and host Darren Marlar. Here you will find ghost stories, unsolved mysteries, and other stories of the strange and bizarre. I'm always looking for new stories. Share your terrifying experiences at WeirdDarkness.com and I might use them in a future episode. Music in this episode is provided by Shadows Symphony. You can find them online at Facebook.com slash Shadows Symphony. In this episode, a young couple's first home turns out to be a horror house. A boy can't shake the feeling he's being watched, and then his feeling is confirmed. Is it possible to see ghosts in a home that never had anyone living there before? One little girl had a very unusual friend growing up. Now sit back, turn down the lights, and come with me into the weird darkness. The house I grew up in was fairly old, and from the time I was about eight, I would see strange shadows, hear sounds, etc. I would tell my parents about it, but they just dismissed the incidents as my imagination. These incidents continued well into my teens, and several moments stick out in my mind. Most were a bit unsettling, but nothing that really scared me until one night, about three years ago. I was laying on the couch and my head was toward a doorway and the door was open. I got the feeling that someone was standing behind me and I kept telling myself that it was my imagination and I should just ignore it. But the feeling persisted. I was wide awake and looking at the ceiling and could not shake this feeling. I felt whoever it was get closer. I shut my eyes. I was not going to look. The hairs on the back of my neck stood up and I knew something was right behind me. There was a pause, and then I felt a breath on my neck, and then in what I would call an angry whisper, a voice said, We can see you. I screamed and jumped out of bed and ran out of the room, immediately switching the light on in the next room. I don't know how I ever got back to sleep that night. There have been quite a few things happen in our house. Normally things just move from place to place when we're not looking. Sometimes we hear footsteps. But the most interesting sighting happened to me a few years ago. Now, you have to understand that this house was built for my family by my father. Before the house was here, it was just open land. We moved in when I was 10 years old. This incident took place when I was with my parents watching TV in our living room. I thought I saw someone standing on the stairs. When I looked, I didn't see anything. This happened quite a few times until I caught sight of a little boy who looked like he was my age with blonde hair. I only saw him for a few seconds, but I had a strong feeling we were related. He looked like me. My grandmother told me recently that when I was a young child, I used to talk to a man I called Uncle. She always thought it was my mother's brother who died in Vietnam. I wonder if this could be the same person I saw on the staircase. Is it possible for a ghost to change his age and appear in a way that would make you feel comfortable for him to appear? This story took place in the 1930s, and it was recounted to me by my grandmother. She explained that she and my grandfather were a young couple with a small child moving into their first real home, a two-up, two-down house, no garden, and an outhouse in a cobbled backyard. They did not know at that time that every family that lived there, something bad happened to them if they stayed too long in the house. In fact, the last person who had the house before them had hung himself in the outhouse. Not long after they moved in, strange things started to happen. They would be sitting in front of the fire and the front door latch would begin moving up and down. At first, they thought it was a family member making a late night call on their way to their late shift at the factory. One night, they were asleep in bed when a loud crashing sound came from the kitchen, like plates and dishes smashing to the ground. Thinking it was mice knocking the plates off, they decided to wait until the morning to clean the mess up. But when they came down in the morning, nothing was disturbed, nothing smashed or broken. It was the same as when they went to bed the night before. On another night, because of the cold, They put my mother between them. She was just a baby at the time. When they woke, however, she was not there. My grandmother was in a complete panic, wondering where the baby was. She found her under the bed, fast asleep, wrapped in a blanket. But the most frightening thing that happened to them, they told me, was when one day my grandfather had just finished the night shift. After having something to eat, he went to bed. He said he did not know the reason he woke, but when he opened his eyes, he saw a monk standing at the foot of the bed. He gave a loud scream. Grandmother took hold of a brush and ran up the stairs, thinking again it was a rat that got in from the docks. She ran into the bedroom, swinging it around her head like some tribesman on a mission, just in time to see this figure walk right through the wall. This tale took place in Nevada about 20 years ago. My family moved into an apartment complex. It just seemed like a normal apartment, nothing special. The first thing that started happening was the intense feeling of being watched. It didn't matter if it was day or night, you were being watched. It felt like something was in the room watching me. I tried to ignore it, but a few nights later, I was walking to the kitchen and saw a huge, dark figure run from my mother's room into my room. It didn't really run as it didn't touch the floor. It was also tall enough to touch the ceiling with the top of its head. This figure wasn't really a ghost, it was a solid black mass. It really scared me. During the summer, I invited a friend over so I wouldn't be so scared. But when she came over, she started feeling, you guessed it, like she was being watched. As we were walking, we could hear someone coming from the kitchen. It was footsteps, and we could hear them getting closer. As the sounds of steps got closer and closer, we realized no one was there but we saw indentations on the carpet in the shape of feet. Whatever it was there actually stood in the same room as us, but was invisible. We could just see the indent of feet on the carpet. Neither of us wanted to admit what we had seen, and my friend left about ten minutes later. One of the last incidents that happened to me in that apartment was when I was laying down to go to bed. I really wanted to sleep, but I couldn't drift off. I felt strongly that someone was watching me. I could almost feel a breeze on my back as though it were standing over me. That happened several times, and we finally moved. I haven't experienced anything like it since. Something was in that apartment, but only God knows what it was. If you've ever been to the city of Hull, the 2017 city of culture, you may well have heard of Bob Carver's Fish and Chips. Reputed to serve the best fish and chips in Hull and the local area, the firm has been around a long time, almost 130 years to be precise. I can vouch personally for their mushy peas. Back in 1973, Bob Carver's purchased a building off of Hessel Road to use as a food processing plant for the fish-and-chip business that has developed something of an evil reputation. The fish-and-chip business occupies only one floor of the four-story building, and people who have worked there have reported many strange occurrences. The other floors are unoccupied. The building used to be an old ropery, and whatever presence still occupies the building, has left what appears to be rope burns on one investigator's throat. People there report hearing footsteps in the empty building and unexplained bangs and crashes. Workers who experienced something there would not re-enter the building. During a recent investigation of the building by a team of ghost hunters, one lady was pushed, shoved, and grabbed the minute she entered the building, and as she entered one room, she sensed something not very nice and felt a burning sensation on her neck. Other workers later photographed what appears to be a red and angry rope burn there. Another woman on the team was also scratched by an unseen entity, leaving red gouge marks across her back and reportedly seeing a dark, shadowy figure run across the room. The team reported that there was an angry presence in the building perhaps even a demonic presence. In an initial ghost hunt of the building, orbs and perhaps even a ghostly figure were captured, banging and crashing noises went on all night long, and one man suffered an unexplained cut on his leg. Ghost hunts of the premises are now periodically offered so that you too can investigate this building. Is there something haunting Bob Carver's food processing building in Hull? And if there is, what is this dark and menacing shadow? My family and I moved into a little house in New Jersey. I could never go to sleep at night facing my bedroom door. I would have to face the wall and hide under the covers. I would always feel a presence right in front of me if I faced my door. It would watch me, and I'd be terrified and feel the chills at night. That would be the worst part of the day. I was home alone while my parents were out for the evening. I was sitting at my computer when, out of nowhere, I felt it again right behind me. I got so cold I couldn't move. I don't know if it was a paralysis or if I was just too terrified to look back and see what the creature or spirit was that was looking at me. I don't know what it was, but it was a strong feeling. It took me days to get over that feeling. One night, I was looking through some photos in an old photo album. I saw a picture. I had never seen it before. It was taken in the kitchen, and there was a boy in a black shirt with white pants standing in the corner of the picture. A few weeks later, my mom left to go to work and told me that my cousins were coming that day. I was coming out of the bathroom and saw the doorknob moving and shaking. Someone was pushing the door back and forth it looked like someone was trying to force their way into the room, even though the door was unlocked. I stared at it, wondering why it wouldn't open. I asked who it was, but there was no answer. Then it stopped, so I opened the door. No one was there. I thought my cousins were behind the wall and were going to jump out to scare me, so I waited. Nothing. So I stepped in the hallway and saw no one. To this day, I still have no idea who was haunting that house. I would love to learn more about it, but I never could dig up any information about that house. Author and owner of the website MyHauntedLife2.com, G. Michael Vasey, discovered something disturbing on TripAdvisor.com. Apparently, the Retlaw Plaza in Fond du Lac, Wisconsin has a few issues with unwanted guests of the supernatural kind. Here are a few of the actual reviews of the hotel from guests who have stayed there. terrifying. Reviewed August 9, 2014. When I checked in, they couldn't find my reservation, but assured me they would find a room for me. The room was okay, but I could tell it hadn't been occupied in a while because there was a thin layer of dust throughout the room and a dead bouquet of flowers. I didn't go to bed until almost 1 a.m., but woke up abruptly at 2.51 a.m. I could hear this roaring sound, and the water faucet was turned on at full blast. I then heard loud noises outside my room, similar to a freight elevator. But my room was the furthest from the elevator. I was so scared. I just laid in the bed with the lights on. I then heard sounds of people running up and down the halls, but no one was there. I must have drifted off to sleep because I last looked at the clock at 4.54 a.m. but woke up thinking someone jumped on me or was lying on my chest. The clock said 5.06 a.m. This was the worst night ever. I will never stay here again." Stayed August 2014 Traveled on Business Creepy Beyond Belief Reviewed July 26, 2013 I stayed there one night for a wedding on the third floor. It was fine until I woke up around 2 a.m. with something whispering in my ear and a heavy pressure on top of me. I was awake yet frozen and could not move or speak. The feeling must have lasted a minute, but it felt like an eternity. I could not sleep for the rest of the night." spent the rest of the night listening to noises in the hallway. I checked out first thing in the early morning. Since then I will forever believe in the paranormal." Stayed November 2012. Haunted Experience Reviewed February 25, 2012 The hotel is very nice and has a nice historic and elegant charm. Although the hotel staff and food was good, I had some strange experiences while staying in my room. During my first night on the seventh floor, I had some unusual things happen to me. In the middle of the night, I felt someone tapping my back and shoulder area, waking me up from my sleep. No one was around but my husband, who was sound asleep. The next day in the afternoon, while alone in the room, the bathroom light turned on and off by itself while I was across the room. After I asked for a room change from hotel staff, I experienced other unusual things in my new room, which was on the fifth floor. As I brought my luggage into my room, I heard footsteps following me into the room, but when I turned around, no one was there. I would hear banging on the most exterior wall in the room in the middle of the night, which woke me up several times during the night seemed to happen every time I was about to fall asleep. I never felt alone in the room and could not get a good night's sleep. If you're into paranormal activity, this hotel is the place for you." Stayed February 2012, Traveled on Business. Loved the hotel, not the ghost Reviewed January 21, 2005. Let me start out by saying it's a great ramada with clean rooms and friendly staff. However, in the middle of the night I heard the sound of someone pulling covers off the other bed. I looked at the other bed in my room and saw the outline of a head resting on the pillow. I put my hand on it and it was ice cold. Thirty minutes later I'm woken up again with the sound of footsteps by the bathroom. I get up and find no one wait, there's more. I also heard the sound of water from the sink in the bathroom. I got up and could not find any faucet running. At that point, I just asked whoever was there to please let me have some rest. And the ghosts must have been listening, because after that I slept fine. Give it a chance. If you love spacious, haunted hotels, this is for you. A Haunted Ramada Reviewed November 21, 2002 A good hotel, but something sat down on my bed in a dark room and I was alone. I was later told other guests had had unusual experiences. So there you go, creepy hotel by the sound of it. Apparently the hotel closed in March of 2015. I wonder why. We're not done with TripAdvisor.com. While it is a sight to look for things to do and places to stay, and the reviews can often be fun to read and sometimes they can also be very, very creepy, we move away from Fond du Lac, Wisconsin and make our way to the Overland Hotel and Saloon in Nevada. I stayed in the room across from room 10. I could hear heavy breathing coming from the hallway, so I opened the door to realize nobody was there not a single soul in the corridor. I went to room 10, and because it was empty, I thought, why not? So I opened the door with anticipation, and I walked through the room. I felt a strange presence as I walked through to the bedroom, as if somebody was watching me. I turned around to feel someone playing with my hair. I thought, it's nothing, just forget about it. Until I decided to stay in room 10 for the night. I thought it would be nice as the room was decorated nicer than my room. Instead, I woke up to a dark shadow hovering above the bed I was sleeping on. I couldn't move and I felt like I was paralyzed. So, if you ever stay in room 10, God save your soul." Here's another review of the hotel. We loved this place. The room was spacious and clean, but dated. The staff, friendly. The bar with pool table was fun on a Saturday night. The best thing was the abundant thick towels. This place is a bargain. A bit of weirdness with some dresser drawers opening. But what's a few ghosts among friends? Only one place to eat. Get hungry before 8pm, but the food is good. We suggest bringing munchies with you. In this review, we learn a lot more about Room 10. Room number 10 in the Overland Hotel has a poltergeist problem. My brother and I were on a road trip from Montana to Las Vegas and Phoenix and decided to stop in Pioche, Nevada to grab some dinner and try our luck at some slots. After some lengthy conversation with a very pleasant local woman, we decided to follow her advice and check prices for a night at the Overland Hotel. We met the night clerk, a Nevada cowgirl who was more than eager to visit with the two of us Montana cowboys, about the town of Pioche. It's wild and rugged with a mining history and lots of things to see and do in the area. She was a clever gal. She suggested that we stay in the hotel that night and seemed adamant about giving us room 10. When I said we might look around some more, she quickly honored our military service with a discount – for room number 10. When I jokingly asked her why room 10, what's up with it? She flashed a foreshadowing, wicked grin and replied, it's a mini-suite with two separate rooms perfect for two rowdy cowboys like yourselves. I thought that was a pretty cool compliment, and the price seemed good for the extra space. Although the room was dated with crazy orange shagadelic 70s carpet and had not been remodeled like the rest of the rooms in the hotel, we really had no complaints. That is, not until about 4 a.m. I was staying in the subroom side of number 10, that is, without a door, and my brother was in the area with the bathroom and closing door. At 4 a.m. I awoke to see a type of faint shadowy figure in the foyer between our rooms it moved into and around my room and then went back out. I was a little freaked and startled, but figured it was just my imagination. Nothing to worry about, after all, I was really tired. Around 4.30, the door to my brother's area slammed shut, and then what sounded like a small ruckus started to happen. I was pretty tired and figured he was just moving his bags around looking for something he lost, or was just frustrated with my occasional snoring. Moments later, into my room bursts my brother, completely freaked out and clearly upset. He said a shadowy being came into his room, slammed the door shut, and then attacked him by holding him down on his bed with a pillow to the point that he couldn't even breathe, let alone yell for help. He said he struggled and tried everything he could to break free, but couldn't until it finally stopped and was gone. I heard the ruckus, and it was real. He was scared to death. My brother went through Navy SEAL training and isn't scared of anything, but this time he was really scared. Believe what you want to. I don't expect you to believe me or my brother. Room number 10 in the Overland Hotel is absolutely haunted. We've debated about going back with some forensic cameras and ENF meters, as we are both photographers. The staff was courteous and polite. The room was a bargain, but we definitely got more than we bargained for staying there. I'd recommend one of the newer remodeled-themed rooms. They are very clean and nice. There's obviously an underlying sinister reason why No. 10 hasn't been remodeled yet. I'd avoid staying in Room number 10. And finally a more sedate account. I never believed in ghosts until I stayed here. I had to go to Pioche for business, drove in from Vegas, and arrived tired. The staff was very nice and the room was cheap and only 1.5 miles from my morning meeting. As soon as I unpacked my things, my high blood pressure medicine bottle flew across the dresser. I thought it must be static in the room and picked it up and set it back down. Sure enough, it flew further across the room. Later, when I returned from my business trip, I looked online and saw that this place has a history of hauntings. Some travel here in hopes of finding an odd experience, however, I was simply looking for a good night's sleep. I'm not a wacko and did not ever believe in ghosts until I stayed here. Thanks for listening to this Weekend Archive episode of Weird Darkness. If you like what you hear and you want to hear even more, consider becoming a patron. I post patron-only content and bonus materials as well, including chapters of horror and paranormal books that I'm narrating into audiobooks as I record them. Become a patron by clicking the link in the show notes, or visit WeirdDarkness.com and click on Become a Patron. If you did like the episode, please Share a link to this episode with a couple of your friends, and leave a rating and review of the show in the podcast app that you're using right now. I might read your review here in the podcast. Stay up to date on everything I'm doing with my newsletter, It's The Marlar Sheet. It's free and you can sign up for it right now at WeirdDarkness.com or look for the link in the show notes. Do you have a dark tale to tell? Share your story at WeirdDarkness.com and I might use it in a future episode. Find me on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and more. I've got links to all of my social media at the top of the page at WeirdDarkness.com. I'm your creator and host, Darren Marlar. Thanks for joining me for this special Weekend Archives episode of Weird Darkness. Hey weirdos! So the folks at My Pillow, they said, Hey Darren, can you try out a My Pillow and let us know what you think? Well, I was skeptical. I mean, it's a pillow, right? But well, what did I have to lose? So, you know, I'll tell you what I lost. I lost interrupted sleep. Yeah, no more folding the pillow in half, no more flat, lifeless pillows, no more using two pillows to get comfortable, which I've been doing for years. This really changed the way I sleep for the better, so I'm letting you know. You need my pillow. Well, not my pillow, but you need a my pillow of your own. Why? Well, it stays cool all night long, so you're not waking up at 3 a.m. to flip to the cool side of the pillow. That was always so annoying to me. Uh, It also keeps its shape. You're not reshaping your pillow in the middle of the night. It also comes with a 60 day money back guarantee, so If you do try it and you decide it's just not for you, no big deal. You can return it. If you do decide to keep it, check this out. It comes with a 10-year warranty. A 10-year warranty? Tell me your pillow has a 10-year warranty. I don't think it does, but my pillow does. And you can toss it right into your washer and dryer and it's like brand new again. Try doing that with your current pillow and see what happens. These are just a few of the reasons I really am loving my pillow. And right now as a special welcome to the podcast and a special deal for you my weirdo family you can get 2 premium pillows those are the good ones 2 premium my pillows for one low price just go to mypillow.com and enter the promo code weird that's mypillow.com and then use the promo code weird or you can call 800-945-7192 That's 800-945-7192 or visit MyPillow.com. Either way, just be sure to use that promo code, Weird.